and welcome back to episode 135 of the Talk of Fame podcast with your hosts, Kaiman Tigni, and super excited to have on content creator, Jennifer Kassar. Thanks so much for my Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. And super, super excited to have you. So on TikTok, you often post funny videos to make people laugh and to show them unique things. Like, how did you come up with these story ideas? Yeah, so I actually brainstorm my ideas usually at nighttime. I'll have an idea and I'm like, hey Siri, write down this idea so that I don't forget the next day. So that's kind of how, you know, I stay reminding myself, oh, Siri's on again. This always happens, I swear. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I, I'll come up with a random idea in my head because my brain's usually flowing with ideas and creative concepts. And I'll just jot it down. And sometimes I don't jot it down and I forget. And I'm like, darn, I just missed out on a good idea. But yeah, or sometimes in the shower, you know, shower thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes people recommend ideas. Sometimes my fans, family, friends. So they come from many places. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually the same thing for me. Like every time like I'm laying down or I'm in a like place where I'm not working, like it always comes to mind, especially when I'm sleeping. And the next day, like I'm like too lazy to go on my phone. And then yeah. I'll just forget the next day. Like, it's I just know. like, but sometimes I, I just remember it. I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Like, I that yesterday. Like, it's just like every it, good, like, thoughts and ideas always come at night when you're trying to you're sleep. Right. You're right. And it just comes randomly. Sometimes I find myself trying to sit down and brainstorm and then nothing comes up. But mm -hmm. yeah. Random. Yeah, it makes me so mad because, like, it, even when I'm trying to come up with things during the day, it never comes by night. It's like, okay, well, you're not thinking. I'm going to come up with ideas. Like, exactly. And, like, as a content creator, like, what is, like, your goal? Like, what is, like, kind of, like, your goal as a content creator? Yeah, so my goal is to honestly just spread laughter and, and positivity, joy. I love making people laugh. And I love helping people escape their reality just for like 60 seconds even, you know, it's my goal to just spread love because growing up, you know, I was struggling in middle school and there were so many situations I was in that were just draining me and I would turn to YouTube and find happiness from content creators and I pledged to do the same one day for the younger generation and I want to be an inspiration and a role model and uh, yeah, I, I just want to encourage people to chase their dreams and embrace their true authentic selves. So that's kind of why I show every aspect of myself. And I'm like, you know what? Being weird is fun. It shouldn't be mm -hmm. taboo. Like, oh, that's weird. Like weird should be fun. Like it's mm -hmm. that's life. Embrace your weirdness. For sure. And like, who were those YouTubers for you? Like, who were you, the YouTubers that kind of brought out your positivity and creativeness? Yes, that's a great one. So Jenna Marbles, for sure. Like, you know, she was such an OG. Mm -hmm. um, there was, oh, there were so many different people. I feel like even Shane Dawson at one point, I, I know like things happened with him and now and everything, but growing up, like, when we're young, we don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. We see a skit that might be problematic for adults, but we don't think because we're young. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching his content. And also Miranda Sings, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, she was my huge inspiration. 
Um, and then kind of in my teen phases, like high school and stuff, I was watching Tiana Monjo, you know, her stories and just seeing how she's just unapologetically herself. So, yeah, I love seeing people just being themselves and not caring what anyone thinks. So that really helped me to break out of my shell. And then FaZe Rug, like seeing his videos, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Like those people are seriously amazing people. And like I haven't like with the Shane Dawson stuff, it's like like at one point, like he people make mistakes and he made one mistake. I just feel like the internet like ripped him too much over something he did with yeah. mistake. And I feel like he he never recovered from that. Like I feel like. I know, I know. I know he did. There were some things he did where I'm like, ooh, like this is shady, like, you know comments about minors and just different things but like I don't know we don't we don't really know what's going on in their heads and like part of me really saw his heart and like his heart being there and like even Tanamon Joe talked about how he was always there for her and stuff and and there were so many creators that were like man like he has done things that are problematic and like not good like the sexualization mm -hmm. of minors is not good Mm -hmm. but um he also did help people get through dark times so it's a very tricky subject for sure mm -hmm. so i don't really have i don't know what opinion i should have all i know is that 50 percent of people still like him despite his past and uh, the other 50 percent don't like him at all so mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't know he, he got me through my childhood so it's really hard to look at someone that you grew up with you like know. differently yeah. Yeah, like I'm like one side of you're like, oh, I still love and then I grew up watching the other side. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like him anymore. Like, it's, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. And feel like, how do you come up with your content? Like, how, like, what is like your creative process like? Yeah. So, my creative process sometimes I like test a video out, like, I'll film something that just comes to mind. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should put this in the drafts. I don't think it's ready to be out yet. And then uh, I'll, like, film something else. I'm like, okay, that's the one. So I tend to film about five times before actually landing at the right video. So I explore and test different videos. Um, but other times, I film once, one take, and I'm mm -hmm. like, that's the one. Very rare to happen, though. I do mm -hmm. reshoot often. So... Uh, and then, yeah, my creative process, like I said earlier, is just kind of, I brainstorm, write it down, and then I visualize what it's going to look like. And then I have my tripod, which is my lover, and my lighting. You know, I think it's very important to have the proper tools to mm -hmm. kind of make your ideas come to life. And it's something I still struggle with. Like, I wouldn't say I'm perfect when it comes to my tools. I feel like I could use a camera. A lot of creators use a camera. I don't. And that's fine. I think iPhones are great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like I'd love to do more quality videos and I struggle still to kind of bring to life my beautiful, fun ideas. Like, I currently have ideas that I really want to shoot and I'm like, man, like, I would need a videographer to help me or an editor because I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But my process is simple. Mm -hmm. like, and, like, I feel like with video editing, it takes a million times. Like, if it takes the first one time to take out, I'm like, damn, like, that's finally one time take is the best thing that I ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. it's seriously the biggest boss thing ever. Because, like, 
when I film videos for organizations or for school or um, the podcast or something um, for editing process or whatever, it's like it takes me a million times. And it takes up most of my time. Like it takes me about, I would say 15 minutes, for, depending on the thing, uh, maximum 15 minutes, I'll say. But like when it's like the first try, I'm like, Thank God, because I have a million things to do, and like I do not want to spend the rest of my day filming a video, you know? I know, especially a simple video. And I think what's stressful is when there's food involved, because a lot of my mm. videos incorporate food. So sometimes, especially when I'm filming with others, like with my mom or, or brother or friends or whoever it is, I'll be like, guys, I swear this has to be done in one take because, one, I don't want to keep eating food. Or, like, I got to, like, sometimes... I have to like spit it out and that's just not authentic because some of my videos like I need to be chewing and really eating mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to do this a million times like I'm no and then other times like I'll do something that's so messy and I'm like mm-hmm. if we mess this up I'm gonna have to clean it's gonna take an additional 30 minutes just to like redo it and then it's not gonna be authentic because I'm gonna be in a bad mood yeah. <laughs> and that's happened several times where you know and I'm like man like okay it would have been great if I got it the first time, but it's okay. And I do think everything happens for a reason. So mm-hmm. sometimes I've had videos where I thought it was good the first take, but then it got messed up. And then I was like, oh, man. But then I redo it, and it's better. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we can surprise ourselves. Like, sometimes we do better than the first take. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just playing it by ear. I've been trying to, like, kind of go with the flow more and not stress too much about getting it right the first time mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. like do you think like tiktok helped you like grow your audience as a content creator because i know tiktok is really the key to many creators yeah definitely i started on youtube doing reaction videos back in 2019 to indian Bollywood trailers and music videos I had a blast and I grew a lovely audience in India and like until this day I really want to visit India like Mumbai because Mm -hmm. that's where Bollywood is and like the culture's beautiful it's such a beautiful place to be honestly like the Mm -hmm. traditions so um yeah I learned a lot about the culture and uh you know it was one phase of my life that I explored and then and it was unexpected I never expected to target that demographic it just naturally happened Mm -hmm. people just told me hey you should do like Indian related videos I think it would be really fun to see like an American girl reacting to Indian content so I gave it a shot and I stuck to it for a year then TikTok came around and I was like okay this is really cool I never had my shot on Vine since I was in middle school (laughs) I tried doing Vines but I'm a little kid you know obviously didn't go anywhere really but times are different now. Kids can actually have a platform. Back in my times, it was tough. Mm-hmm. So um, it was rare. So I'm like, okay, this is my one shot. I got on TikTok. Also never got on Musical.ly. So, you know, this was great for me. And grew my audience. And um, yeah, then now I'm on YouTube, growing on YouTube Shorts. Absolutely love YouTube. Mm-hmm. Their treatment and respect for creators is something like I will always love. So mm-hmm. uh, I love the company and now yeah. it's helping me grow even more. So mm-hmm. like you, like in terms of TikTok, you have re- created three different TikTok accounts. Like why did you kind of decide to make three different accounts for, is it for different purposes or is this kind of the main purpose for all three? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So I made three accounts. Essentially, I guess you could say it is for the same purpose of entertaining people, but just in different ways. So, you know, if you have one account where you're doing a bunch of different random things, um, it's going to be harder to grow your audience. And everybody always says, have your niche, have your niche. And I'm like, okay, I don't like having just one niche. So if that's the case, let me just do several accounts with different niches and it worked <laughs> so I have my Arab account Arab Jen and I get to speak Arabic there and film with my mom and it's fun then I have my Miss Beanie I make kids content and I have Jennifer Kassir uh which is just me being me and um yeah I love that and like like yeah, competed in the Miss Arab USA, which is crazy. Like, what was that experience like for you? I Means like obviously, like things, like you said, things happen for a reason. And be be kind of performing in like one of the biggest competitions, especially in the US. Like, what was that like? Ooh, yes. So this was an experience that's very memorable, and I'll never forget. Uh, I was very scared to do it. My whole life, I always kind of wanted to try doing a pageant, but I never did it because of, you know, fears of judgment and just self-doubt. I never felt like I belonged. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't feel like I belong, but I don't think that's the right mindset. I think anyone can belong. And this specific pageant was not about looks at all. And that's what I love. And it was more about like charity works and just you being who you are like they wanted to see the person you know who you are behind just your looks so I really respect that and um and that's kind of the, the biggest reasons why I decided to join because I saw that you know from looking at their past competitions it didn't seem like problematic so mm -hmm. I wanted to play a part in it and I also did it to also make my mom happy because my mom's always wanted me to do it she told me you're in your 20s once so might as mm -hmm. well do it and um, although there were women there in their 30s, so I love that. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't do this in my 30s. So I just wanted to experience it in my 20s. And um, yeah, I loved it. The girls were amazing, super talented. I learned a lot from them. We bonded like sisters. And um, although we had an amazing time, we also did kind of, you know, we... We're tired you know it was a lot of rehearsals long rehearsal days having to stand daily on your feet in your heels for 30 minutes straight with your hands on your hips and smiling no moving so that was crazy for me um at one point during rehearsals I passed out <laughs> because I was it was too much dance routines and things and waking up early and I don't think I was getting my vitamins so yeah it was overwhelming but I wouldn't trade it for the world, so mm -hmm. it was really You only live, like, once, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think every girl should maybe experience it if they want. If they're scared, they should do it. So. For sure. For sure. And, like, to kind of, like, train, like, go different topics. So, yeah, came out with multiple songs such as Bye Bye. Like, what was, like, the meaning behind that? Yeah, it's about taking control of your life, Um, you know, women empowerment, not letting anyone tell you what to do, especially narcissists. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like throughout my life, I've always attracted narcissistic people. So, and it was just, there were so many times in my life where I just, uh, I was always stuck in this loop 
of people pleasing the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And so I just got over it and I want to express myself through a song. And mm-hmm. I know everybody deals with this, especially younger girls. So I just want them to know that if you feel stuck in a situation, in a relationship, whether it's a friend or a partner, it's not too late to leave and you are free to leave. You don't have to continue to people please and you shouldn't be afraid. Like you should be free to cut people out that are not serving you. So yeah, exactly. There's always like, especially in teenagers, I have dealt with that. Like, especially it's like the hardest things where like, you know who you want to have in your life. Like, you know, like who you want to be friends with. If you don't want to be friends with someone who's being not like toward your expectations or just treating you bad, you just be like, bye bye, people. Like, you're not for me. Like, you're just like, it's not for you. Yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, haters and, and people that want to control your life. People always try to control me, like, until this day. Like, mm-hmm. they think I'm like some sort of guinea pig that you just like toss around or like walk on or something. And, mm-hmm. It's funny. And then when you finally stand up for yourself, that's when they're like, ooh, like, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's almost like people don't want you to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. True. And like, you are the co founder of Skincare Line Lab Bodies, in which you and your family created. Like, can mm-hmm. you tell us more about that? Yes. So, LA Bodies is literally our babies. And um, I mean, it's our baby, the brand. We started it, like, I think eight years ago. It was a long time, actually. So my father came up with the concept because we live in Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. Los Angeles and then bodies, which has to do with skincare. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And then essentially we were very successful with it. And we were selling some of our items like sunscreens at uh, Dollar Tree and just some places and gas stations. And people loved it. And we continued building on the line. So we added, you know, skincare treatments like um, cellulite lotion, um, anti-aging, just you name it, literally everything Mm. performance-based. And we don't want to spread the idea that cellulite is bad or like, you know, stretch marks are bad. Uh, We just have these as an option for people that want to reduce them. But we believe it's beautiful and we're Mm. all about you know empowerment as well female empowerment and loving your body's body positivity and body positivity is connected to skincare mm-hmm. so you know but just because we're selling like acne treatments or stretch mark treatments doesn't mean we're saying it's bad yeah i think a lot of people get confused sometimes and you know right now there's a whole movement of aging being beautiful because it is mm-hmm. beautiful um but then at the same time like i'm not going to go and tell someone oh like you're a bad person because you want Botox and you want to look young or you want to reduce your stretch marks so you're not confident. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's, I think people should do what they want. Like, if you're yeah. confident, you know, changing your appearance or getting surgery or whatever, you're free to do so. So <laughs> we want to offer those, you know, options for people to feel more confident, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we have a very wide range of products. There's also bath and body and lotions. And our top selling items are 24K gold uh, serum for your face, which is amazing. And it has actual gold flakes in it, which Ooh. help with inflammation. So that's amazing. And uh, our blackhead remover, which I love and I use it all the time, like on my nose for the blackheads. And um, vitamin C 
lotion. It's amazing. Like I use it daily for my skincare routine, my makeup routine, and it makes my face very smooth. It doesn't cause flakiness. And the thing about our products is since we manufacture it in our own factory, we know what's in it. So we have full control over the line and uh, we manufacture it here in, in Los Angeles. So um, we, we use really high quality ingredients to ensure that like this is benefiting people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're very proud of it. We rebranded the packaging last year and I played a big role in that. So I'm like the co-founder and I wanted to make it trendy and colorful and fun. So yeah, there's a lot I could say about it. But um, yeah, if you want to learn more, you can go to labodies.com. And we're still improving the line and there's a lot in the works for it. So it's amazing. I can't wait to see what everything has has to come. And like the last thing I have for you is what is some advice for upcoming content creators? Hey, so uh, I love this question because I always have advice. I probably could write a book. But (laughs) uh, number one advice is just stop comparing yourself to other creators, especially if you're starting off do not look at someone else's journey because you will get lost. (laughs) So stay on your own Mm -hmm. path and to figure out what your branding is going to be and your niche. Having a niche is going to save you so much time, honestly, and energy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's that. And then lastly, if you're not having fun with it, it's not worth it. So it Mm -hmm. shouldn't just be about the, the views and the followers, even though that's huge. I don't want to be here and say, oh, you shouldn't care. Because let's be honest, I cared. I wrote down daily, I will have a million followers in a year. And I wrote it daily until it happened. So yeah, do having that is great. But again, I do enjoy what I'm doing. I laugh at my own videos. I watch my own videos a million times. <laughs> so I love what I do. If you don't like it, you're not going to last. So it's just, that's just how it is. So th- th- those are my three main advices. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and learned something and hopefully were inspired to start your journeys. And if you want to learn even more about who I am, you can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Kassir. Um, And I have my link tree there so you can see literally everything that I do, all my TikToks, my YouTube channels and everything. Amazing. Thank you so much. And huge thank you for coming on. And thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. And you're so sweet and amazing. And this thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Have a you lovely too. day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.